The spoken word industry is making noise in Spanish-language markets around the globe. Over the last five years, leading audio platforms have invested 50 million euros to develop the Spanish audio category, helping to create new audiences for authors and incremental revenue for publishers. Welcome to CCC's podcast series. I'm Christopher Keneally for Velocity of Content. Industry analyst Javier Silea, founder of DosDose.com, has recently published the findings of a survey of Spanish audio from 2017 to 2022. This year, 2023, he suggests, will see the battle for listeners intensify. There will be new voices, new business models, and new players. Javier Silea joins me now from Madrid. Welcome back to Velocity of Content. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Well, we're looking forward to speaking with you about this report, and the best place to start is with the numbers. So, so share them with us. Where does the Spanish audio market stand at the beginning of 2023? How many users? Where are they? And how many programs and titles? Okay, well, yeah, actually, as you described, we've gone through a very fast forward uh, growth rate in the Spanish markets. Five years ago, there was basically nothing Whereas in other markets like the UK or the US or even the Nordics, we had had uh, audio uh, growth in different formats for CDs, cassettes, and streaming. But the Spanish markets, for different reasons, they never really embarked on the audio uh, race. But in the last five years, it has been a tremendous growth. And basically, five years ago, there were less than 15 audio channels, meaning places where you can access uh, audio content. Actually, Audible was not even present in the Spanish market. But now in the last five years, all the different uh, international platforms, the Audibles, the Storytells, the Podemos, Scripts, and the rest have come into the Spanish market. We have over 60 audio channels. Uh, we also have around 25,000 Spanish-speaking uh, audiobooks. And also, we expect this year to have, at the end of 2023, around 30,000 Spanish audiobooks available in the market. So as you can see from these figures, it's been a very uh, fast-forward growth, as I said in the beginning. And Javier Silea, your report covers developments in Spain, Latin America, and the U.S. Hispanic market. That is hardly a monolithic audience. Does Spanish audio reflect the diversity of Spanish-language communities? Yes, they do. And, and actually, although we all speak the same languages, we have different accents and we have different cultural backgrounds. Uh, for example, in the U.S., your Hispanic community is basically made of a Mexican uh, a ba a background and then uh, Dominican Republic or Cuban, you know, like in, in Miami. So in terms of content, Spanish from Spain audio content is narrated with this hard accent that I have. Whereas the uh, Latin American uh, content is narrated with Latin American accent, which is much more beautiful, much more musical. And then there is also uh, publishers and platforms which are narrating in what we call Spanish neutral, which is, is Spanish like from Televisa and Univision that it's not Mexican, it's not Colombian, it's not Spanish from Spain, but everyone understands uh, that accent. Uh, so yeah, fortunately, it reflects the diversity uh, of the different accents, as well as the diversity of the different authors and content. Spanish neutral, that's a bit like mid-Atlantic, that, that uh, accent on television newscasts. Actually, it's this, it comes from, from that. It comes from the film industry. Uh, when they embarked in an international expansion, 
I mean, it's, it's, it's a cost issue. I mean, the ideal will be that you um, create the audio uh, uh, content in Spanish Mexican, Spanish Colombian, Spanish Argentinian, but that will be very costly for the publishers and the platforms. So they created this as Spanish neutral, which, as I said, it comes from the film industry and they use it also on TV. From a linguistic point of view, it's a huge aberration. I mean, it doesn't exist. I mean, it's something that uh, linguistics hate. And I understand why, uh, because it simplifies the diversity that we were talking before. But from a cost perspective, it makes a lot of sense, especially at the beginning of this uh, growth of, of phase. Maybe five years from now, uh, we will have you know these different accents in the, in the different countries. Subscription services dominate the business landscape today for the Spanish language audio market, Javier. And you expect, though, important changes are to come. What differences will listeners see on their credit card statements, and will they hear anything different? Well, what we're seeing is that um, the Spanish markets have come from the past, nothing to the future, meaning unlimited services as the main audio channel. Whereas in the Anglo-Saxon markets, you've been having uh, credit-based subscription services, and also you have unit sales and some library sales. Basically, the dominant uh, sales channel in the Spanish markets in Spain and Latin America is unlimited uh, subscription services, all you can eat, with different pricing from $3.99 to $8.99, $9.99, the most expensive ones. What we've seen, uh, some of these platforms are introducing unlimited subscription services, but with some frictions, meaning that for X amount of money, you will get X amount of uh, listening hours, meaning if you listen more than 20 hours per month, then you will have to pay extra. If you listen more to 40 hours a month, then you will pay uh, a premium service. And I think that demonstrates that the Spanish markets are growing very rapidly into a mature uh, scenario, meaning that users will be willing to pay for more of the service if they're going to get more content available uh, in that service. Also, what we most likely will start seeing that this will be completely new in the market. As Netflix has done, adding advertising to the lower tier. Uh, In audio, we've seen advertising in radio. We have seen advertising in podcasting. It will not be surprising to also have some interruptions in the audiobook listening. And you will have some advertising and you will be able to access a cheaper service without sacrificing access to content. Spanish audio is popular with platforms familiar to English language audiences, and there are distinctive local players as well. Do any of those stand out for you? Yeah, as I said, I mean, the Audibles, the Spotify's, you know, the big international players are also here in the Spanish markets. Uh, we have the European players, the Storytells, Podimo, uh, also very active in, in the Spanish markets. We have local, local players. Like in Spain, we have a platform called iBox. And then in Mexico, you have another pl- platform called uh, Convoy. Or in Argentina, you have Leamos. So this mix of international, local, and European. On one side, provides more diversity for the publishing community. The big player like Audible in the Anglo-Saxon market, which has a very dominant uh, uh, position, that doesn't take place in the Spanish market. Uh, it is more balanced. Of course, the international players have a bigger share of the market, but they don't have dominant positions as they have in the Anglo-Saxon. So 
I think it's good news that we have this diversity of audio channels. And also, for example, the library channel represents about 10% of the total sales for publishers, which also I think is a healthy sign that the public side of the uh, of the service is also available in the market with a good market quota. I'm probably growing in the next few years more. Will publishers remain content with the role of content suppliers for much longer? I think they will still be one of the main content suppliers, but they will not be the dominant content supplier because in this new digital age, we see more and more creators coming into the audio space. We see many creators coming, for example, from the podcast community. Uh, We also see a lot of creators coming from the radio community. And I think publishers, if they have an open mindset, they will go out to these different formats to acquire the IP of that content to bring it to their, uh, you know, to their uh, ecosystem, and they could uh, transform that IP into an audiobook, and later on it could be a book or it could be an ebook or whatever. We also seen a lot of uh, creation coming from the video game. Actually, we've seen also uh, uh, like in Hulu, The Last of Us is you know uh, the the first uh, uh, expression of that. Uh, a series was a video game. So this is very good news for us as consumers, as users of culture. Uh, I think for the publishing sector, they're going to have to be smarter in getting IP beyond the traditional sources that we had in the previous century. And what about competing with the platforms directly? Are they going to be happy with just being on Audible or will they want their own platform? I think this is something that we also see. Either you're a big, big player you know, a big five publishing house that you have a diversity of your catalog and you can create your own um, channel in order to uh, curate, especially this is the big challenge. How can I make my authors and my titles visible in this big, you know, uh, uh, platforms like the Audible's and the uh, uh, Storytel? So having your own platform, having your own app will basically guarantee more visibility of your authors. And, and I think we'll see that from the big fives as they also have their own direct-to-consumer websites. I mean, five years ago, a lot of them were reluctant to sell direct, and now it's part of their e-commerce ecosystem. And also, independent niche vertical publishers, for example, children publishers, or suspense, true crime, uh, uh, thrillers, you can also create a community. You can also create an ecosystem where if, if you're a user, a heavy user of that kind of content, you will go to that app for that kind of content. So we'll see, and, and this will make the whole sector even more diverse and at the same time to continue this double-digit growth that we're seeing in many markets. And Javier Saleh, how will machine-generated narration possibly disrupt the Spanish audio marketplace? And do Audible's terms, which forbid AI narration in the U.S., also apply in Spanish language markets? They do apply it, and I think this is going to change everywhere, not only in the Spanish market, but also uh, in, you know, English-speaking market, French-speaking uh, markets, Italian markets. Um, I think that the AI, what it's going to do on one side, is going to make the uh, narration of audiobooks that they will never be narrated by a human being because it will be too expensive. I'm talking about, for example, uh, uh, backlist titles. I'm talking about uh, very niche, you know, uh, titles that the platform of the publisher knows that it's not a big audience. And 
you know, saving a lot of money in the production of that content through AI will allow that content to see the see the light. So this is not that it's cannibalizing narrators' uh, uh, performance because they will never have it done. Okay, but I think what we'll also will see professional narrators will have their own artificial voice that they will sell it, license to studios to allow them to use their voice to be used in X number of titles, but they will be paid royalties for all those uses in different books. So there will be extra sources of revenue for the publishers and the narrators and the authors, thanks to AI. I think at the beginning, we all been very scary about the transformation of AI, but if you look into the business benefits, there's a lot of business benefits derived from AI. Javier Solea, thank you so much for joining me today on the program and telling us about the growth in the Spanish audio market. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. That's all for now. Our producer is Jeremy Brisky of Burst Marketing. You can subscribe to our program wherever you go for podcasts, and please do follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. You can also find Velocity of Content on YouTube as part of the CCC channel. I'm Christopher Keneally. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.